And this episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Okta. So if you've been thinking about doing something in the world of trading, say hello to the Okta Trading App, a globally regulated CFD broker. Now, there's a lot to learn when it comes to trading, but the app makes it super easy for beginners to start. The Okta Trading App is very simple to use and quite user-friendly and allows you to trade on 300 plus instruments including stocks, currencies and even precious metals with zero commissions. Now, one thing that is super useful is their demo account, which allows you to test yourself using virtual money with no risk at all. Until you're actually ready to start and potentially make some earnings at a schedule that works for you. And you can rest assured that the Okta Trading App tries to make it as safe as possible. Okta has been around for 12 years and is a globally regulated broker. They've won more than 60 industry awards across 180 countries, including one for the broker with the fastest withdrawals in Singapore for 2023. But of course, trading always comes with risks and requires knowledge to work. And we're not trading gurus by any means. We just want to let people know that this option exists. At the end of the day, please, please remember to only trade with what you can afford. So the Okta Trading app also has a ton of free education materials to get you up to speed. So if you would like to give it a try, download the Okta Trading app at the link in the description or scan this QR code and use this promo code to double your first deposit. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice-weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor. Why the pause, man? No, I was going to, I was going to say, I was just going to build on the what. Uh, what? With, with, with it's still, humor, humor. Humor. It's still technically Chinese New Year, right? It is, it is, yeah. Chinese New Year is very long. 15 days, right? 15 days, yeah. So you're still celebrating, huh? Still doing some visiting. I mean, not say visiting, but like you, you meet up with people. yeah. During the week or say for the weekends? Sometimes during the week, people come play dates, my kids and things like that. Mm. Yeah. So but it's still a very uh, festive mood. Still festive. Uh. Mm. Two weeks. Uh. Mm. But do you feel festive? I mean, inevitably, you uh, with kids, you will feel, feel a bit more festive. Mm. They enjoy it a lot more than see, adults. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. makes you enjoy it more, is it? Yeah, yeah, you learn to see it through new eyes and, and get excited about things that you get very jaded about, like lion dance or dragon dance and things like that. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So you're not, you're not the Grinch anymore? Mm. Less so, uh, less so. Less so. Uh. Yeah, I think you have to live through the experience to understand to understand it. Uh. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm indirectly, I'm saying that kind of, wait until you've got kids. Uh, yeah, that, la, I know. It's a fucking <laughs> annoying uncle statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, I never say. I never say. Don't I said, bother to try to explain to someone. Just say, wait till you have your own thing. Yeah, but I never say. I just said, you kind of got to live through the experience. Yeah, la, but that's yeah. a more <laughs> uh, snobbish way of saying it even more. Because mm. the yeah. basic one would be, wait, wait till you have kids. But no, this one, you have to live through the experience. It's like saying, it's like telling a Swifty, don't even go to a live concert. I just watched the, the Eras movie, concert movie. That's it, Kennedy. Really. How is that the same? Like, don't have to live through it, lah. You just, I just tell you, you can already, lah. Oh, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. so you think it's the opposite, lah? Because mm. you were telling me that you only understand once you live through it. So, yeah, yeah. so it's like if you went to the concert and I haven't been, tell yeah, me what yeah. the concert is like. It's the way till you go, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, ah, correct, yeah, correct, correct yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Very but, relevant uh, to our topics today, now. Very relevant. Mm. Uh, I mean, this 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 first topic then funs, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Because there were rumors about it, which you even alluded to in the podcast with uh Reggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now, now it's real. But it's before real. that, uh, like yeah. what what is your, how's your what's your take on Chinese New Year now? Like you're just I feel like it came and went, man. Came and went yeah. already. 
Ah. Oh, really? How like, generally, unless I'm going to, say, Chinatown or something where there are a lot of decorations, everywhere else feels the same. Like, the music, are they still playing Chinese New Year music at yeah. grocery? Yeah. 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 Maybe now it's just desensitized to it. La. Tail end already. La. Tail end. Tail end. Mm. And maybe also the music now is less on the nose. La. Really? Yeah. I don't uh, know, because last time I remember, like, even for any festival, when it's damn on the nose, after a while, it's like, oh my god, okay. It's like a children's school. Like correct, correct. And then I, I don't know if you remember, like, previous years, or at least last time I remember, there's always, like, a media cop got Chinese New Year song and, and like, a video and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen on TV one. or online? Going around, like, making its rounds around where all oh. the artists all come out and dance and all that. But this year, I haven't seen anything like that except from uh, Tian House. Mm. Uh, the Titan Digital Media, mm. their Chinese New Year song, mm. uh, which was filmed in like giant supermarket or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why for me, it's like Chinese New Year, we came and went. I just see the posters and all here and there, mm. but it really doesn't feel like that that festival. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a common theme. I think a lot of people have have talked about um, yeah. the, this lack of. I would not say lack la, but less festivity la. The next festive holiday is Hari Raya mm, Because mm. Ramadan is also starting in March, right? Is it March or April? March. March, oh, March yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, let me, do, let, me, let me fact check that. Let yeah, me fact yeah. check that. Fact check that. Yeah. It is starting uh, March 10th. Mm, March mm. 10th. Uh, yeah. But yeah, after Taylor Swift is gone. Uh. Wow, lucky. Uh. Yeah, lucky. Uh. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh? So, Taylor Swift is gone when? Uh, gone? What do you mean gone? As in from, from Singapore? Uh. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Singapore yeah. 2024. Lucky we got laptops, huh? Yes, yes, yes. It uh, is uh, second, third, fourth, seven, eight, nine. Wow, yeah. Wow, eh. Five, six. That means she'll be on the fifth and sixth. She's just hanging around, not doing anything. Chilling, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, post, then right after that is Ramadan. Yeah, right After you let your hair down at Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, right. Time to clean up, folks. Wow, yeah. Uh But yeah, so before we jump into Taylor Swift, mm. what is our regular spiel, Terrence? Um, that if you're new to this podcast, welcome. And I hope you subscribe or follow us wherever you are listening to this or watching this. Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Because it does help us a lot in terms of uh, understanding who likes to listen to this podcast as well as recommending it to other people who might actually find joy in it. Mm. Mm, find, find joy in it. Uh, mm. I see, I see, yeah. And if you want to work with us, uh, you can reach out to us at contactadministryoffunny.com. That's if you're a brand or an individual. We have mm. three internship roles open now for project management, business development, and social media marketing. Yeah. All the job descriptions are in the show notes. So yeah. hit us up if you're interested. Yes. Because uh, we grow in, baby. We grow in. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, let's right. jump right into this one topic. That we, like you mentioned, we talked about with yeah. Reggie yeah. when talking about the Singapore budget. But it uh, seems to have blown up a little bit since then, la, right? Yeah. I guess back then, like just like a, a week ago, there were allegations la, mm. or like rumours that was started because the Thai Prime Minister, Sreta, uh, Sreta Tavisin, mm. uh, said on last Friday, so mm. that would be 16th February, uh, at an event that he was speaking, that Singapore sought a deal that prevented Taylor Swift from playing elsewhere in Southeast Asia for her ongoing eras tour. Yeah. Um. Uh, apparently, like someone, a concert, the uh, someone from the concert promoter AEG told him that the Singapore government offered subsidies of up to three million US per show mm-hmm. for each of her six concerts. Yeah. So, uh, it was a rumor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was like someone dropping tea on right. a on an international leaders level. Yeah. Uh, but then February twentieth, yesterday, uh, there was a joint statement by STB and MCCY. 
uh, confirming that they gave a grant to Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift, a grant application yeah, approved. <laughs> <laughs> she's like us, you know, she's just like one of us. Need to apply for grants, yeah, fill up form, right. everything. I just imagine like at 11, uh, 58 uh, p.m., Taylor Swift is at a laptop like, fuck, I need to get this done by 11.59. Fuck, shit, shit, damn it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's funny. Like, it's literally the headline of the article is STB gave grant for Taylor Swift concerts. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and with the whole rationale saying that, yeah, like, it would have major benefits for the Singapore economy. Yeah. They didn't specify that it was an all-exclusive concert, mm. uh, exclusive to Southeast Asia. That's, that was only alleged by the Thai Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so I mean, there's, it's like, I mean, articles all around uh, uh, the world are popping up. Mm. Uh, but before we dive in, what are your thoughts, Terrence? I mean, uh, it's, it's quite interesting to speak about because it's just off the back of uh, last weekend, I attended the Ed Sheeran concert. Uh, you know, and it was fucking awesome. Uh. Yeah. It blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, I did not share that that dismay that you shared about the about your experience at Coplay. Yeah. Um, half dismay, like, half Yeah, dismay. half dismay. Where the first half you didn't enjoy, like, right? Yeah. Uh, I was seated in those you know higher seats, but I had a great view and um the sound system. I don't know. They tweaked it somehow during the show where it went from uh, okay to like actually really good, and because his. Ed Sheeran's performances are all about his voice and his his music, right? Uh, it just really shone, shone through. La. And I was like very pleasantly surprised at the quality of the the audio at, mm. the, at the stadium. Uh, you know, similar to your experience, it was very orderly. Uh, no stampedes or anything like to get in. Uh, getting out was a bit of a, an issue, but still like, like I mean, concerts are, you know, yeah, manageable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, it was great experience, man. I barely even... I would say even like even the heat did not bother me in the stadium because of the circulation or something. Mm. So yeah, I just freaking loved it. Yeah, because I remember before going to Coplay, you were saying I had yeah, national stadium acoustics are shit. Yeah, But then now you're like uh, I'm one over. I'm one over. You're one over la. I, I guess there must be some like engineer at work la, right? Mm. You know, like tweaking because you can imagine a stadium empty versus a stadium filled with like 55,000 people, whatever. Yeah. It's going to sound very different, right? And yeah. someone probably on the fly has to be doing something. And because Ed Sheeran only had one concert at National Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas right. Coldplay, Taylor Swift, they have six. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there was this feeling of, la. yeah, there was this feeling of like, uh, they've got to make this work. La, right? Make this you know? work. Uh. And then I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I think also philosophically because I, it did not occur to me how long his music has accompanied, uh, you know, us all, uh, right? In pop music. Like, you might not know the, the, the name of the song, but you would recognize the tune because you've heard it a lot before. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. all the way from, like, the early 2000s, or late, late 2000s to, like, today. Uh. Like, mm. there are songs along the way that I, oh, I recognize this song and I can sing along. And but how does that inform what you feel about Taylor Swift and the, and the grunts? Uh, no, then I, it kind of made me realize, yeah, this concert thing really uh, provides this uh, this buzz around the city right mm. uh, when you're preparing to go for the concert when you're planning what to do what to eat what to where to stay or that after yeah, the concert uh, yeah. so I'm just taking that one experience uh, which which I think oh just as a, an aside Ed Sheeran was very proudly announcing during the concert that this was the biggest selling um, con- music music uh, performance or something like that in Asia uh, like ever, like he broke the record, and the largest one on his Asia stop or something like that during mm. um, during the show. Like he was making this announcement and saying how proud he was of it, like. And I I suspect it might be so because he he had a 
his stage was in the middle of the stadium. Mm. So everything could be filled up. From what I understand, Coplay was only three quarters of the stadium being used, yeah, right? Yeah. And I believe Taylor Swift might also be something similar. Because like, Ed right? Sheeran performed right in the middle. middle yeah, yeah, yeah. So the stage was actually quite small relative to the size of the stadium. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he was very proud of it. He, you know, he spoke uh, Chinese. He spoke uh, Malay. said Terima kasih, I think. Mm. And even said Huat ah, at one mm. point. Uh, and then he brought on JJ Lin, mm. uh, Singapore's a uh, very Singaporean singer. So it was very, very engaging for Singaporeans. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, uh, I understand also that it's because it's one night only, and in Singapore that this was a more probably more Singaporean residents in the audience compared to what would be at a Coldplay or Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, la. yeah. Which is why, uh, the talk of like bringing tour bringing tourism dollars is very big for this Taylor Swift thing, lah. Yeah, and why is such a big deal? So yeah. going back to my question, what how does that inform you about your thoughts on Taylor Swift? Oh, that. fuck <laughs> la, <Terrence. laughs> sorry. I asked you that like two hours ago. Though. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> just, it's just that we spent so much time raving about, or talking about your co-play experience that I had to balance it <laughs> with my... Don't, don't bring it back to me, okay? I had to ask you once, then you went on this long spiel. Okay, fine, yes. Ask you again. Long yeah, spiel yeah. again. Now third time. Terrence, please yeah, yeah, give yeah. me your thoughts. No, no, Taylor I, I Swift think, Taylor Swift are not actually yeah, yeah. so so uh, there while there uh, obviously I was just thinking about the numbers because of the capacity of the stadium 55,000 and what the average price of a ticket would be there like, right? yeah. $100 maybe 150 100 if you include all the sponsorships or whatever like. yeah. and I mean if you have 55,000 people you're talking about uh, uh, easily like yeah, uh, you know 7 million uh, wait where, where am I I'm doing my math wrongly like. But I say $100 average per ticket, la, right? Her tickets are... No, 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 I'm talking about Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran. So 55,000 seats, la, right? Yeah. So you're talking about... Yeah, 60,000. 60,000, okay. Uh, uh, 6 million, la, right? Basically, yeah. just in ticket revenue alone. La. Yeah. Then you don't add in sponsorships and, you know, partnership with Chris Fly and stuff like that. Uh, that, that I mean, so reasonably, you could expect him to be making somewhere between 6 to 10 million, right? Off, off the back of one concert. Yeah. So how much would you have to pay you know, an artist like that to make them only play at the concert in your country. La. Yeah. That's the big question. And then came up to this Taylor Swift thing where talking about two to three million USD per concert. That's alleged. La. Alleged, la, alleged, yeah. alleged. But it tells you that, uh, yeah, that money is, she's leaving money on the table, la, right? Mm. As in she's not, she could have made more money by going to other countries and, and uh, staging concerts there. But somehow the grant or something else has persuaded her. Okay, I'd rather just stay in Singapore and do this, lah. Right. Mm. So yeah, that's why that's why I, uh, the the Ed Sheeran concert is relevant to this discussion also, lah. So you still give me all the mathematical calculations and all. Yeah, correct. What do you think about it, Terence? Oh, that, that's a separate question, lah. I think it's okay. a follow up question. But then yeah, what did yeah. I ask? No, but why the Ed Sheeran concert is relevant to this? No, discussion? my original question was, what are your thoughts about Taylor Swift? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, so God, I talked Darren. about the Ed Sheeran concert <laughs> yeah. and why it came to this. This whole Taylor Swift thing, yeah, 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 yeah. And again. You know, relative to what we are alluding to at the budget discussion with Reggie, yeah, is that Singapore is we are finding ways to make Singapore more attractive to people, like, right? To come here and do business and to do work. That is beyond just money, like, like how much yeah. money you can make. There are other things like safety, security, uh, maybe logistics as well that make Singapore a more attractive place to do a concert, like. yeah. And so today we might be deep diving into some of these what are these other reasons that other than just money like, that Taylor Swift might be here like, right? okay, so yeah. to summarize your thoughts 
is that you feel there is more to Singapore than just the money for Taylor Swift. Yeah, you forgot the part about Ed Sheeran's concert. It was very fun. It was oh awesome. Okay, can, can. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. I can sense your can. bitterness. Your no, bitterness. I'm like, fuck, you've been talking the past 10 minutes already. <laughs> well, you know how difficult it is for me to not talk around. I know, I know. That's right. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to my world. Oh my God. My day-to-day. Okay, my fine. day-to-day world. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, so I mean, like what you said, uh, it, it's true la, because I think um, each concert, like what you mentioned was at an average ticket price of $100, right? Yeah. Her tickets start at 160 something and they go up to like 1200 Yeah. So, and it's sold out. La. I think they yeah. sold 300,000 tickets. No? Yeah. yeah. So, that's about 50,000 per show, la, right? Yeah, 50,000 per show. And that's yeah. a shit ton of money. La. Yeah. So, just to clarify, like um, there is no mention of any revenue share. There is mm. no mention of anything else. This is just the grant. La. Mm. Uh, it's almost like like uh, to offset, I don't know, the cost or something. Uh, I would say when they, the specific use of the word grant yeah. means that there's no return on the investment uh, no directly. Return, uh. yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's just money. Give here, here's money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the, the because uh, for for the month for uh, of March, I think the airline tickets and hotel stays all have had a huge surge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there'll be a lot of people flying in. La. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, like um, I mean, okay. On one hand, it's bringing Taylor Swift to Singapore, uh, somewhat exclusive because she's only stopping in Japan and Australia, mm. the whole of Asia Pacific. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, do you think it's a good thing, Terence? I'm making it very clear. Uh, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. think right. it's Taylor Swift, not Ed Sheeran, is a good uh, this this uh, like grant or getting her to perform six shows in Singapore? And if it's if it's allegedly Southeast Asia exclusive or even Asia exclusive, yeah, aside from Japan. Uh, I think it's brilliant. Uh. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant move. Uh. Mm. Uh, you compare it to something like like F one, for yeah. example, which is really only like one race, uh, right? One weekend. The cost of organizing F one versus the cost of uh, you know, housing a Taylor Swift concert in an otherwise, what else will you be using your sports hub for, uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember this sports hub? There was the whole hoo ha of like initially it was a public private partnership. Yeah. managing sports hub. And then after that, now it comes under directly under the government yeah. by MCCY. Um, this is a power move, right? This mm. is like, hey, you know, we're making this a fucking vibrant uh, place where people want to fly here and spend money here and be here to watch the concerts. Right? And we're going yeah. to showcase how great our venue is. Yeah. So, is there anything else that we need to show the vibrancy of the, of our place? But, but uh, you know, other than having like probably the world's biggest pop star now mm. choose to house herself here for like more than a week mm. to to just play concerts for everyone in the region. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I also think like as much as it's so easy to shit on, uh, you know, like uh, things that is, is done, uh, I think this is also a fucking genius move. Uh. Yeah. Um, because if you think about it, like now the NDP is not going to be uh, done at uh, National Stadium for a long time, if ever again, right? Yeah. Because they're building the whole, what's that? The, NS Square. NS Square, la, right? Because yeah. whenever there's NDP, like the whole weekend yeah. in the lead up is burned, la, right? Yeah. Uh, so you can't do anything external. Um, obviously, the Singapore, the sports side of the National Stadium is going to be underutilized. Yeah. So to do this, right? And then you start thinking about it because like I remember when I went for the Coldplay concert, even though I didn't take the train back, yeah. Um. Uh. I heard like decent things about the train. Yeah. Uh, in the sense, it was crowded, yes, but it was moving very fast. 
and all the staff were very like trained and on the ball. Yeah. Uh, did you? You didn't. You also walked and then took a bus. Or something, I walked right? and took a bus, lah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just didn't want to. I just want to avoid the having crowds, crowds right? Yeah. So yeah. I walked somewhere where there was a accessible bus, lah. Yeah. But there was still crowds even where I walked, lah. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do you talk to anyone who used the train? Because I some of my friends who used the train, they said, yeah, it's crowded, but it's yeah. moving fast. Yeah. And like there was no sense of like like claustrophobia yeah. or something. Like. I, I talked to other people who went for co-play and used uh. the train. They were like, yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. So then you think about, oh shit, maybe like it it totally makes sense for the whole area to be like a concert, like like a hub. An, concert hub. La. Like yeah. any concert promoter, it'd be like a concert or like like orgasm la, over there. Yeah, because yeah. everything, the location is city fringe. Mm-hmm. It's not in the CBD or anything, but it's on the fringe of the city. The MRT is right there. Yeah. If all the staff are used to concert sizes like this, it makes total sense. Yeah. Right. And then I was thinking like, uh, yeah, the grunt and all. Then I was thinking if I was a fan in the rest of Asia, the rest of Asia, I'll be pissed. La. Mm. Because apparently, Philippines uh, was the had the fifth highest number of streams of Taylor Swift around the world. Oh, yeah. And I think in Asia, she has the biggest fan base there. I see. So I can imagine people are just annoyed that she's not going there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, I think in 2014, she had to cancel her concert in Thailand yeah. because there was a military coup. Yeah. Right? Uh, a few months ago, there was that band 1975 that got a lot of backlash in Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay did they have a run-in they didn't perform in Malaysia right? because uh, there was there was a bit of the conservatives made a lot of noise about Coldplay la. ah yeah, la. yeah so then then like if you think about it from Taylor Swift's point of view because on one hand mm. um, I'm thinking you know as a as an artist yeah. and she her branding is pretty solid la, right yep, yep. you know she she is all about you know going everywhere in the world this tour is what two years mm. two years long yeah but in in Asia she's only stopping where like Singapore and Japan and Japan, Australia, Australia la. yeah and you think how big Asia is. Yeah, yeah. She's stopping like so many other places. Yeah. So then I'm thinking, is it going to hurt her brand? Because mm. on one hand, yeah, like you, you as an artist, you want to performing live and you're, you're seeing your favorite artist is a huge thing. Like. Yeah. But that is just like, uh, yeah, it's not factoring into this. Like. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking like from her perspective, from a team's perspective, oh, that means the benefit of Singapore, like what you said, like, it's not just monetary anymore. Yeah. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. yeah. And if you, I mean, I saw some chatter online also saying, even if you think about the stage equipment, right? Yeah. It like, I, I'm guessing like a full plane or two follows her mm. with all the equipment. Sure. So if you house it in Singapore, you don't need to travel that much. Uh, Singapore's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, like what else, what else is in the, in the goodie, goodie bag for Taylor Swift, yeah? Yeah. And, and the figures are quite staggering. La. Like, I think Washington Post estimated that, uh, Taylor Swift's uh, fans, on average, they spend about 93 million USD per show. That means tickets, merchandise, travels, hotel, food, and everything. Oh, is it? So that's how much like, uh, additional stuff around the concert uh, it brings to the US economy. Like, every time Taylor Swift has a concert, like, 93 million USD. Like, you know? So maybe once you factor all that in, it's still because, like what you said, there is money that she's leaving on the table if she yeah. say perform in Thailand two shows, Philippines yeah. two shows, and all that. In addition to the Singapore six shows, like yeah, don't know whether she might still be able to sell out six shows. She probably will be able to. Yeah, but the spending power of the currency in Thailand and Philippines and Indonesia is not as strong as Singapore. Like. Correct. Yeah. So if people are gonna be buying merchandise, uh, transacting in a strong currency also makes sense, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, you go on the Swifties 
uh, Reddit and all that, people are, they have done rankings of the GDP per capita of all the countries that she's going, she's going touring in. La. Very high, is it? So, yeah, la, I mean, minimum, I think we would say Brazil is like 10K USD or something. La. But uh, a lot of the other Southeast Asian countries are below that also. Mm. So, end up, yeah, la, they're saying that obviously she has to make choice. She can't, she's not like doing a, uh, a tour where she stops at every country. I mean, she's not going to Africa, for example, in the whole continent, right? Yeah. So she really has to be selective about which one she go to. And, and the reality is uh, countries with more spending power is probably a bigger thing for her and even for the local economy also, the the kind of uh, trickle-down effects and everything. Trickle-down economics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trickle-down so, so if you think about it, if Singapore really spent 2 to 3 million USD per show, it's a real bargain. If yeah, the amount that you can get back from it in terms of uh, tourism and, and and people spending on in Singapore is like comes up to like ninety over USD million. But I'm just thinking like how because it's hard to even imagine for Taylor Swift she's like a walking phenomenon, right? Yeah. To be to be able to be convinced to do all her concerts in just one country out of a region, right? Yeah, it sounds mind boggling. So whoever managed to do this, uh, it's fucking ballers, yeah. Remember last year, I think Edwin Tong yeah. was the one who announced it on his Facebook. Yeah. So it tells you what he's so busy with until he, you know, he, he I mean, he, uh, you know, unfortunately had some health complications earlier. And also, probably he was very busy with that. La. And Tan Chuan Jin Gate, right? Ah, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. right. So, yeah, he was so involved, la, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's damn crazy. And I mean, I think what uh, MCCY and STB did with this joint statement is also damn smart. Yeah. Because... There were those rumors, right? Mm. In fact, when you mentioned it on the podcast with Reggie, I was like, huh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Really, man, where you get this this uh, rumor you're from? Doubting, you're doubting course, me again. Of course, uh, I was doubt, doubting, yeah. yeah, of course. Classic. Um, classic. But then for them to come out and make a statement, yeah. in some way it's good because it, it says, yeah, we gave her a grant. Yeah, yeah. So it's a win for them, man. Yeah. No, so, and, and I mean, I was, the reason why I was kind of like hesitant to talk about it so openly during the, the last podcast was because I don't know whether it's true. Uh, and I didn't want to like little we get Pofma or some, something like you know yeah, but yeah. As, as stuff started coming out I, I felt okay like, I think at least validated that it's true like, yeah. right? but uh, yeah I mean the, the in Singapore unfortunately if you don't Pofma news like that right where someone makes such big claims about how much uh, government money is being spent on that uh, means it must be true like. if it's not Pofma it's true like, right? but know? they cannot Pofma the Thai Prime Minister uh, but they can Pofma the media outlets that reported the time, the, was the it a Singapore outlet say. that uh, reported it? Now it's in the Straits Times, right? Oh, yeah, so you can, Straits if Straits Times, Times right. got it wrong, you can you can Pofma Straits Times. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, That's how Pofma works, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not been Pofma, and yeah, they had to come out with a statement that verified that you know uh, Taylor Swift is a grant recipient yeah. of Singapore Tourism but, Board. But now it makes MCCY and STB look pretty like solid negotiators, also, like, You know, for yeah. them to be able to get this. Yeah, but um. But actually, I was just thinking because you mentioned it earlier uh. that, you know, uh, she cancelled the tour in Thailand. I mean, her concert stopped in Thailand the last time because of uh, the military yeah. coup and everything, like, right? Actually, uh, I didn't, they, I don't think they officially said it was because of that, like, right? Mm. But more likely than not, it's uh. because of that. Um, and then I think recently, Taylor Swift also got into something where she was uh, suing someone who was, I think, tracking the movements of her private jet flying oh, yeah, around yeah, all, yeah. So, right? and then saying that all, for all her talk about climate change, all these things, isn't she being a hypocrite, like, right? Um, so, in some sense, maybe, uh, maybe the choice of Singapore is also that she wants to avoid any kind of controversy, like, mm. like what the 1975 
uh, experience in Malaysia, uh, like what co-play experience with politics in uh, in Malaysia, right? The conservatives in Malaysia. But I, I don't even recall. So there was a point where I think the Filipino president, Marcos, also took a helicopter to go and watch Coldplay's concert mm. to skip all the traffic in the Philippines, which apparently is very bad. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of flack for taking the helicopter, right? Yeah. Because people were like, come on, this is not like the sign of like inequality or what, or what is, right? Yeah. So, so there's yeah. all these kind of controversies with like um, very big global acts going to, you know, uh, other Southeast Asian countries, like right, that that whether socially or or economically, there are certain issues that on the ground that that need to be ironed out, like right. Uh, so maybe in choosing Singapore is partially also she just doesn't want any kind of like this kind of controversy, like because Singapore generally is quite safe, boy, yeah. boy. secular, you know all these things, right? Uh, but this, in some sense, is uh, do you think it's controversial that it will be seen in a negative light? What what she's doing? in keeping her tour exclusive to Singapore? Uh, I think depends by who. La. I think certain fans yeah. in uh, outside Asia, I'm sure they'll be pissed off. Mm. Right? Uh, I was thinking more from like, is there any but to this for Singapore? For Singapore? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you look like an asshole, la, right? You look like the rich asshole in the, in the region. La. But okay, if but. you think about it, like, maybe it's because, like, let's say you're bidding for the Olympics or World Cup. Mm-hmm. It is known as a bid, right? Yeah. Um. And like, for if you want like Netflix to set up their Asia HQ, they come to Singapore. It's also like you can you know they are negotiating. Uh. Yeah. Whereas for an artist, it's almost like you know the romantic ideal of art, art and and as a as a singer, it's it's not the commercial side of things, but it's the artistry. Yeah. But this one makes it sound a lot more of the commercial non artistry, like I would yeah. say non artistry stuff. Yeah. Which is a very real concern. Yeah. But then it feels like, wow, this is a Taylor Swift machine at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to Taylor Swift as an individual. Correct, correct. You know? Yeah, but, but, but I mean, Taylor Swift aside, lah, right? Because she goes where she wants to go, right? Yeah. Whether it's money or personal reasons, everything. But do you feel like we are being bad neighbors? If it's true that we told Taylor Swift, lah, I mean, we meaning like, like the Singapore government or yeah. STB told Taylor Swift, uh-huh. you can come here. We'll give you money to come here and perform six shows, but you cannot do it anywhere else in Asia, in Southeast Asia. Like, do you think that was a, do you think like that's a very uh, bad move? Like, oh, they're like, oh, you know, uh, immediately like, uh, yeah, maybe we have to consider not not doing the other stops because there's mm. this grant that is available to us and yeah, like, it'll make things easier and we can just like do a lot of shows. Do you think, uh, do you think you, you should feel offended as a neighbor of Singapore that, Singapore has pulled this move, lah. Uh, I don't. Not what? I I think you you can feel irked. Yeah. But I think it's fair game, lah. Uh. Yeah. I think what the Singapore government did is very shrewd, lah, and very astute. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say what they did was wrong, lah. Yeah. Uh, but that means if your neighbor, let's say you you live next to your neighbor, <laughs> then your neighbor say he starts to pay Premier League authorities. No, no, yeah, yeah, like uh. Not even Premier League star, like, like being able to uh, rights to watch uh, uh, EPL or something like, yeah. that, like through the cables. He can pay that such that only his house in the whole block can watch watch, watch Premier League you, despite of you being willing to pay the, the price for the subscription or something like that. But he wants every other house to not have that not have that uh, that chance to watch Premier League. Like. 
because he earned a lot of money. Yeah, he, he has a lot of money, money and yeah. he spent for it. And yeah, he just wants he wants his house to feel exclusive lah. In the That's movie. fucked up. Uh. <laughs> 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 if you want that's a guy true, it's uh, easy to say like, uh. that guy can go to hell man. <laughs> so that's, that's true, uh. if they paid Taylor Swift to say okay you can do as many concerts as you want here like, yeah, we'll give you a thing we'll give you money to do that okay lah you know and then she decides and then she own. decides yeah yeah uh. then okay lah but if they, they pay they say but, but you cannot go anywhere else huh? then that's where like ah, uh, uh. is it a nice thing to have done lah yeah. huh what do yeah, you yeah. think I mean the fact that the Thai Prime Minister is the one complaining about it now uh, must have meant that like they are sour about it. La. They're really sour about it. La. That that this that, there must have been some kind of exclusivity cause that that you know, where she's not even stopping in places like think about it, even Korea. Yeah. Korea she's not stopping Japan. there. Japan. Japan she's stopping yeah, yeah. Korea, yeah. But Korea she's not stopping there, you know. It tells you must have been something. I mean, Korea is the the. I mean, is where a lot of big acts come from, like K-pop acts. So, so there can't be a logistical thing or a or a GDP per capita thing that that guided that decision, right? But then, doesn't it also reflect on Taylor Swift? I mean, she has leverage to negotiate whatever the hell she wants. Yeah, but her team took it. Yeah, yeah, but but the Southeast Asia, I think, like in the discussions already, some people raised the point that, uh. Uh, it can't be a lot. It can't be a logistical thing for a few points, lah. Philippines, the stadium apparently can fit like fifty five thousand or so, uh, and you know, so it's not a logistical thing. Uh, the only problem with the stadium is I, I've heard that it's old and getting in and out is very tough. Traffic is very bad, lah. Right, you know things like that. Um, and then the other side of it is that she's actually playing in Paris, and Paris apparently the stadium only can fit like forty thousand, mm. so a lot less than both Singapore or Philippines or whatever. So it's not a how many people can you squeeze into a stadium kind of thing either. Mm. Uh, but they did raise that, uh, people also then pointed out that uh, if you play in Paris, it's very easy to train your stuff from one city to another because like, Europe is connected like oh, that, right? Yeah. In Southeast Asia, it's hard to do that. You have to fly. fly, have to fly. There's no choice to fly between like city to city. Even the city is very close like Singapore, KL, you have to fly. And that adds up the cost of, of moving around that. Uh. So maybe there is a logistical issue in terms of moving stuff around that it becomes very costly when they have to do it, you know, city to city in Southeast Asia yeah. versus city to city in Europe. Lah. So that's why you know, maybe it just makes sense to just do it in one location. But then when it comes to costing, I yeah. mean, this whole tour is going to what make like make more than two million in revenue. Two million? Two billion, two billion. Two billion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like I'm guessing profit will be really healthy. Lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it becomes a cost saving thing. Yeah. Which, I don't know, then it ruins the romance of the artistry. La. Romance. <laughs> the romance of the art, you know. The idealistic romance of the art about how even if you might not have the best stadium, the best sound system, if you can play in front of your biggest fans, yeah, fans yeah, yeah. doesn't that mean something? It's a bit like Ed Sheeran, like the surprising thing, his first concert was at a national stadium. Yeah. The next night he played at the Capitol Theatre to a much smaller audience. Yeah. And apparently the tickets are much more expensive, la, right? Yeah. But, there's that sense yeah. of like he wants to connect with the fans in a smaller venue and all that, right? Yeah. But not for Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. So that's why, I mean, the more we talk about this, the more it's like, okay, so, like, it, it, in some way, it leads back to the the butt, uh, the feeling of yeah. the butt uh, that yeah. I had. Because I was thinking, wow, this is fucking great. It's yeah. like, it's like a, it's a, a coup for Singapore. I mean, it's funny, right? Like, years ago, we were competing with other countries for vaccines, mm. you know, and now other countries are competing for natural resources for food. 
fucking we are competing with Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's first world problem to the max. <laughs> you know? First world problem to the max. And you think, wow, now Singapore, like, I mean, Singapore, I think ten, we spoke about it before. Ten years ago, you on a global stage, Singapore was still not the most well-known. Mm-hmm. But now, like, every week, we are in the news, global news for some reason or another. Like. Yeah. But, the but, it, then it feels like there's a, another step in the in the machine that is Singapore. Like. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's Taylor Swift, the machine. Mm-hmm. Coming to Singapore, the machine. Then they, like, plug in, plug out. Yeah. And then we become like this 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 very transactional country. Mm, mm, mm. And I know it's a good thing in general for the economy, for businesses and all that, but there's a part of it which feels like okay, it's like you know when you go to someone's house yeah. and everything is perfect. Yeah. You know, the concrete, the edges are so sharp, there's no organic matter, anything, everything just looks perfect. It just feels like wow, this is a bit soulless. If that's the word, I mean, if that's a, like something like that, it doesn't feel that homely or, or imperfect to a certain extent. Mm. Now it feels like we are getting closer to like this shiny, shiny machine as a country. Mm. But is it a bad thing? Mm. Hard to say. I don't think it is. Because if the economy is doing well, that's great. Uh, if we become a hub for not just Taylor Swift, I mean, the fourth tower of MBS is going to have like this new uh, 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 performance, performance venue, venue yeah. also, yeah, yeah. and maybe one day we can legitimately host part of the Olympics or the World Cup because we have all the infrastructure that's set up. That's fucking great. Yeah, but there's just something about it. It feels like, hmm, wow, it's very, very transactional. Really? I mean, I, my uh, my thought always was that at least something like Taylor Swift uh, or that coming is just rather than just talking about Singapore as a financial center or stopover mm-hmm. for for the casinos or anything like that. It adds a dimension to traveling here, right? That's true. That that people come in. I mean, and it felt like when Coplay was here, it felt like an event, right? A yeah. week-long uh, event. And, and we made fun of it, like how it felt like going to take your vaccine, like, oh, when's your turn for yeah, the you went, no, I go next week. I go <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, you reserve when, when's uh, your destination. But, that, but it really did bring some buzz in the air, right? And then when every night, when, when Chris Martin did something... Yeah. Um, like with the audience members and all, we talked about, uh, people talked about it, like, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I must really commend uh, Coplay for one aspect of things is letting letting local or at least regional acts open for them. Yeah. Because uh, Ed Sheeran didn't. He brought his opening act with him, Caleb Scott, also a big star himself. But uh, it would have been cool, like, right, to see yeah. local engagement. Like, but if it's just a one-to-night performance, you also can't expect him to know what's happening. But Coplay did it, like, and I think it, it added you know, this dimension of like, we're not just here to take your money, you know, and, and, and just do the concerts and run off. We're here to also engage with the local community, la, right? And elevate uh, them where we can as well. Yeah. So, to your point, yeah, la, I mean, uh, everything is, it feels transactional when you talk about the money side of things. But there's this, now there's this added dimension of Singapore as a concert stopover that, yeah, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we never have imagined, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like when Michael Jackson came to Singapore, it felt like, I don't know, for you, it's it, fucking great. Uh. It felt like God descended upon Singapore uh, and that kind of feeling, great, right? Yeah. And that might be what it will be Singapore will feel like when Taylor Swift is here for a whole week. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, in general, I think it's a, it's a great thing. And like what you said, like, it adds another dimension. And as you think forward, it just opens up possibilities. Like, yeah. Um, that, 
oh, you know, if we become like this hub for something that is other than finance, but something that in some way is more people-centric, right? Yeah. It's still bringing 60,000 people together, yeah. which is yeah. amazing, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, so so it's 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 uh, it's it's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, just going back to the question about whether the government did something, that, like, what, you never give your answer. Huh? You never give your answer. Of what? Whether you think that what the STB and CGI said, you cannot, you perform here, alleged, alleged, yeah, yeah. it's not confirmed. Yeah. That if they were to have put that in the contract that you take this grant, you cannot perform anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, I, I, my guess is that they just said that they want it to be exclusively in Singapore, mm. la, right? At the end of the day, uh, if you're going to offer things like a $50,000 Taylor Swift package at MBS and all that, yeah. it better feel like a fucking exclusive experience, la, right? Yeah. You don't call it exclusive experience without backing up the, the word. La. Uh. So... I mean, it's that kind of thing, like you don't have to when you date someone, then you say, hey, you know, let's go, let's go steady, that kind of thing. There's an understanding that you from that moment on you cannot go and go on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn go on Tinder and start like swiping other people, like, right? But that's because the norm is monogamy, like generally. Yeah, 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 generally. But the norm norm for artists is like polygamous concerts, like. But you say that's why I say if the contract said exclusive in the region, Asia, X Japan or something yeah. like that. That's like, yeah, la, that's just that's sort of your way of saying uh, you can only have eyes for me, la, right? Correct, correct. So yeah, I, yeah. are you saying that they are totally fine doing that or whether they are like, like the analogy you said like if your neighbor suddenly said to, to start, okay, your EPL, you stop right here, don't go to the next door, I'll yeah. pay you more. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, capitalism at work. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, in that sense, I think the ball is in Taylor Swift's court, la, right? Mm. To say whether she, she should do that or not, la, right? Yeah. So, but that means yeah. if your neighbor does that and stop, Says okay, uh, no I'll idea be, for you. I'll be that pissed off, and who? The neighbor or at the heart? Both, uh, right? So I'll in be, this case, will yeah. you be? Are you are you annoyed at the argument? Uh, the government? And am I annoyed at the government? No, no like, I'm not. No, no because yeah. you're saying you will be angry at the neighbor and start because you are denied the access to yeah. EPL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this case, okay, take your take your Singaporean hat off. So you're asking me if I'll be angry if the Starhub, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Starhub is Taylor Swift, uh, the provider of the... No, even just now what you asked me, like whether what the government uh, like per, hypothetically could have done, saying, okay, we want you to be exclusive to Singapore, whether yeah. that's an asshole move la, or it's just shrewd. La. It's shrewd. La. Because uh, at the end of the day, like, I'm not like a big Swifty in that yeah, sense, right? Yeah. So it doesn't affect me. Just But to hear that their tourism dollars come to Singapore, is great. La, so then why would you be uh, angry at your neighbour uh, if... The neighbor says, I will pay you. I would be angry with the neighbor if I was like EP, a big EPL fan, la, right? I yeah. am an EPL fan, so I would be angry with the neighbor, la, right? So yeah. if, if I was a Swifty in any yeah. other country, I'd be damn angry. La, right? Oh, yeah, la, be damn angry. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'd be angry. would you say what your neighbor is did is wrong? Um, No, no. I think then I would say, hey, then what? Stop, Taylor man. Swift, la, Taylor Swift, like, come on, we're your fans, eh? please like, come here. So you I think, think it'll hurt her, her, her brand? Uh, I don't think so. Because I think uh, coming to Singapore is not as uh, as big a thing. La. It's, not, it's not that big a, a deal, la, right? Oh? For people around the region also. But I mean, if you are maybe like to fly to Singapore, get the hotel rate, it's all expensive, not cheap also. Eh? Yeah, la, yeah, la. that's true. La. Yeah. yeah. So you're asking me if I was a Swifty in any other Southeast Asian uh. country, I would be angry with Taylor Swift. Uh. Uh no la. I mean if you're a fan you won't be angry with them. They make is the decisions it, based on economics and all that. Is things. it? Yeah, why would you be You're telling me you have people that you are fans of and yeah. you never get annoyed at them. Uh For, when they do things that, that you feel like, eh, 
You disagree with that? But if the economics don't work, they don't work, right? Economics and, and all that don't work. They don't work, right? Yeah, but you don't, don't follow a f- someone and be their fan because of economics, right? But but being a fan doesn't mean you must go to their concert and everything also, yeah. right? Like, I like Coldplay song, but okay, I didn't go to their concert. It's okay, lah. So right? who are you, like, hardcore fan of? John Mayer? I'll say John Mayer, yeah. For so let's say John Mayer, say he come to Malaysia and he said, I'll go to Malaysia. I'll go to Malaysia. Philippines? I'll go to the Philippines, yeah. Because you can lah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, of course lah. Of course if I can lah, yeah. If I mean, just... what then you got to do? <laughs> You're finding that particularly small demographic that are diehard fans of Taylor Swift that cannot afford but to travel But wouldn't you wish that he would come to your country? Of course, that'd be great. Uh-huh. But even if they came, you know that tickets won't be cheap either. Like. Mm-hmm. You'll, pay, you'll be paying what you'll be paying in Singapore so, right? yeah, or Japan yeah. even. Yeah. yeah. And after that, it's about yeah, like, everything else around it. Like, is it affordable? I mean, if Taylor Swift was in Malaysia, you tickets to Malaysia also would, would go up in price. Uh, I, I mean, now tickets to Malaysia probably went up in price because people are flying down yeah, and then yeah. flying back up. Yeah, like. yeah, correct, correct. So, yeah. So, I mean, wow, like, the way Singapore did this pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But do you think of anything uh, that, that you think that we angry people who are like, wow, so much money spent on flying foreign talent here to blah, blah, blah. Why not that money go to local I mean, confirm, uh, confirm. Have. Any validity but to that? If you think about it, the local artists also, yeah. the fact that, I mean, we don't know who Taylor Swift's opening acts are going to be, like, right? But for Coldplay to come and give Jasmine Soko and Riley a chance, it's fucking, even Jasmine Soko on stage said that was the best week of her life. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's great, like, I mean, hopefully they come more often, then hopefully it makes it easier to get them on our podcast also. And I mean, even there was some local... Sheeran went to do Teh Tarik at the yeah. Tarik Cafe in yeah. uh, Arab Street. There's yeah. a local watch, luxury watch strap brand that yeah. gave a uh, watch strap to Ed Sheeran. And got featured on his IG. Got featured on his IG. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it brings ah. ancillary things to businesses here that you might not even uh, hear about. La, right? Yeah, man. So, yeah, so yeah la, like, wow, Singapore. Stepping up. La. Stepping, Stepping up. up. Pissing off yeah. our neighbours. Yeah. Everything. Like, so, yeah. Cultural powerhouse. There's a Time article that, that talked about how, like, uh, the title is From Coldplay to Taylor Swift How Singapore has become A favourite venue For top artists And why that's upsetting fans Yeah uh, And they yeah. talk about it How being a, a long term thing la. Mm-hmm. Which in some way Is something that we talk about Say Singapore sports right It doesn't feel yeah. like a, There's enough long term investment Yeah But if this is maybe Their way of thinking Okay let's build The other side of Singapore As a cultural Or entertainment hub That is not casino like what, like Or F1 right Feels okay lah yeah. Pretty cool lah Pretty yeah. cool Yeah I mean at the end of the day, uh, F1 also, after all these years, how big of a fan of motorsport racing have you become? No, not really. Barely, uh, right? Yeah, barely. Uh, and I speak, I think we also represent quite a big demographic of people who, F1 happens, there's a little bit of buzz, yeah, but after that, okay. you don't really follow the rest of the race already, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But I do know some people who became hard one, hardcore F1 fans after also, uh, so maybe, maybe there is that group, uh, right? But, oh, but yeah, but I would say F1 is still much more uh, niche activity compared to like, Taylor Swift concert. Uh, yeah. So, a bit different. Uh. But yeah, man. But yeah. Cool. Uh, so, speaking about getting big stars to come exclusively to our country, like, right? Mm. Uh, now we're seeing the, in this other story, we're seeing the flip side of that. Like, what can happen? What could be a disaster in trying to get someone to come exclusively to your country to do something, like, right? Mm. And we talked about this a little bit the last then time. Them not doing it. Yeah, yeah. But there have been more <laughs> developments since then. Uh, what is this story? Uh, the latest development is that Lionel Messi, uh, the football superstar, um, 
update uh, uploaded a video on his social media a couple of days ago yeah. that explained his perspective as to why he set out on a game in Hong Kong uh but a few days later played in Japan lah, for 30 minutes mm. so and this was more about the allegations that you know like um politics came into play lah. Yeah. Like he has something against China and Hong Kong and that's why he set out but when he went to Japan he played for 30 minutes. So he basically said that he had an injury leading up to the game and yeah. even that morning I think he he tried but couldn't so he set out and but the next few days he got better and that's why he could play in Japan. Yeah. Then he said he has a very special relationship with China. He's been there like seven times. I think even last year he played. Yeah. Uh, so that video came out like of him just standing at home. He looks like a secondary school kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's really a damn small size guy. Yeah? yeah, he is. Um, and then <laughs> subsequently, I mean, of course, the Chinese fans all got pissed off and they asked him, "Don't come." And apparently, two Argentinian friendlies that were due to take place in March have been cancelled. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I think the they they said you know they were cancelled call off for the reason that everyone knows. Yeah. So. <laughs> This one, I mean, the last time we spoke about it, it was like, wow, uh, fans were calling for a refund uh, for for the Hong Kong game, like, cause they yeah. were fucking expensive, like. Yeah. Uh, and I think the latest is that they will get fifty percent off refund. Yeah, fifty percent refunds starting in March or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, interesting. Ah, uh, now he's like fucking public enemy number one of China, man. Yeah, and also I think uh, Tetler Asia who organized mm. it, uh, right? They said they are they are not going to continue applying for uh, I think a forty three million. Hong Kong dollar grant that was afforded to them mm. uh, to organize this event. They're not going to continue applying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're foregoing it, which comes up to about almost 2 million sing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, all in all, they are going to lose some money from this. But but the the crazy thing is how the ripple effects of this have been going on into like even politics and all that, right? Mm. Where people are saying that, yeah, what Messi did was a slap in the face to to China and Hong Kong. Uh, mm. especially considering it was Japan that he played at yeah. like, right? and played for 30 minutes because like with even the the Global Times newspaper the English newspaper that is uh, quite affiliated with uh, uh, with China even they're even saying that he he had a vibrant performance in in Japan like. yeah mm. so they go they're going to that extent to uh, analyze how he was playing in Japan compared to Not even compared, yeah, just saying that he had a vibrant comp- performance on the Japanese field. Uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of um, it seems to be like reverberating, and the fact that he's put out this apology tells you how how kanchong everyone is lah, but how how his value will drop in China after this lah. Yeah, um, and he uploaded to Weibo, man. Yeah, yeah, direct to Weibo to reach the fans. But I mean, so why why do you want to talk about this? I mean. We're just thinking about what we're talking about for Taylor Swift and all that uh, exclusivity of having this star come here. Uh, I mean, for sports, and, and and this made me also go and look up what injury he had. Lah, he said it was the inflammation of his adductor hip muscle, adductor, yeah. which is somewhere close to the groin and the hip area. Yeah. Lah, right? Which you, I think, have you had those injuries before? Yeah. Where it's like you really can't walk, lah, Right, you can barely walk, and and every step is uncomfortable. Um. Do you think there's anything that that he can really blame him for at this point, or is there any, or is there any way back for him, uh, in the eyes of the Chinese? Uh? I mean, I think for him, I don't know how much he cares. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, if you're Lionel Messi, achieve everything you can in global football, almost undisputedly the greatest ever of all time. Yeah. 
Um, what do you care? Money? But fuck, dude, like, how much money is he getting already? But how much money are you foregoing by, by you know, not taking care of the Chinese I market? think the bigger impact is, like, for Argentina. La. If yeah. I was a teammate in Argentina, then, like, my like this is prep for Copa Americas, no? yeah. which is, like, yeah. the South American version of the Euros yeah. Um, in July, I think. It's it's bleeding into the, the team's plans and training. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the annoying part. So you think that's the reason that he apologized on Weipo's no, right? no, 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 no. I think the reason he apologized is because, I mean, yeah, like, he's he's also a machine, like, you know, yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. team and like the whole Messi brand. Probably there was some pressure because of the commercial side of it. Like. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, I mean, it's just funny to watch like, this mm. whole thing uh, blow up to this extent. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's, it's just weird. Like. But but uh, now, apparently, the their, the Hong Kong... Um, like the Com- consumer council, uh, right? Uh, they apparently they received like six hundred over complaints, uh, asking for refunds for from the match, lah. Uh. And I think they're going to start insisting that uh, for events, international events like this, there must be a backup plan in case like the your star player doesn't perform or something like that, lah. Uh. Uh, but what in what could have been done to mitigate this kind of situation? I I can't think of anything. You that, don't play in Japan, huh? That means if you. If they don't get Messi in, in Hong Kong, yeah. there's no Messi for Japan also. <laughs> well, that is... Uh, so it's that tricky yeah, because yeah. who's going to tell Messi? Yeah. You, the coach is probably going to like, fuck this politics shit. Yeah. If Messi can play, I want him to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if his PR team says, uh, okay, don't. But then the coach and the club, he has obligation there. Yeah. So this is just like a shitstorm that feels like it couldn't have been avoided. La. Yeah. I uh, feel like maybe, maybe what they could have or should have done is Maybe immediately schedule some kind of uh another stop or something like that in the tour, lah, right? Or stay longer or something. In wow, but that one, like you think about the, rip- the ripple effects of that, it would screw up a lot of things, man. Correct, lah, correct. Might but as well just force him to go on the field and walk around. I, I, I can't remember exactly how it was last time. But I remember when the Michael Jackson came around and then he had to... You are sick, lah. You are sick, right? Uh, for the second night of yeah. the concert which you were there, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the disappointment and everything. But the fact that after that, like, they rescheduled another date, right? Three days later. Three days later. Uh, and he... he two days. Do, yeah, you, do you remember if he stayed on, like, in Singapore? And just, oh, and I don't what? remember. I mean, probably the fact that it was two days later already extended his trip. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, at least that gave some kind of, like, uh, there's an option to, you know, like, have a backup date, la, right? But that's because you're coming happens. to see Michael Jackson. Right. Even though... Yes, a lot of the marketing had my uh, Messi at its forefront. Yeah, but it's still the team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is just a fucking unfortunate thing. No, but uh, I'm saying that's why maybe next time what they should do is that they should not have this kind of one-off, one-day only uh possibility for for a match, lah, right? Mm. Where if they're gonna do a tour, they probably can't just hit and run, hit and run, lah. They have to stay in a a region for a longer period, lah. Like Messi stay in Hong Kong for three days, lah. Then we play like two friendlies or something and then at least appear in one of them. Then at least something like that that gives them uh, an out in case he misses one game. I think the safer thing is in the ticket. Just say there is no guarantee (laughs) of everything. Because then like you have to plan your trip and if he's injured, he's injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's injured one day, not to say two, three days later, he'll be okay. Of course, this one when he went to Japan, he could come on the pitch. Yeah. But I think it is more the terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a big slap in the face, lah. That it was Japan, literally. It was yeah, exactly. Japan. 
after that where he will play for 30 minutes or more. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then if you don't show up in Japan also, then people <laughs> are like, hey, fuck lah, what the f-? Like, you have to show up. So, it's them, yeah, it's them weird lah. But, but that's why this whole exclusivity thing, uh, yeah, could, could blow up in someone's face or so lah, right? You know, mm. where, where people pay uh, additional amounts of money to have you come exclusively to Hong Kong or whatever. Mm. And then you, and then you don't perform. And uh, now even, yeah, the government, the Chinese government is angry with, with Bessie and all these things. I mean, that, the fact that oh, the yeah, Global uh, Times and all that are writing such angry articles about him, it totally means that it's not just Hong Kong anymore, it's China, basically. So then do you think like Messi also should be more responsible given that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility? Uh, I mean, from what I was reading is that he didn't address the crowd after the game you know, to, to explain, or not even explain, but just to say, hi, thank you for coming, sorry I couldn't play or something like that, right? Uh, like, I think that could have been could have been done. I think it was only the coach and David Beckham that came out and tried to talk to the, the fans and all that, right? So you feel that there is a responsibility of him as a global superstar? Not say responsibility, but, uh, you know, it, 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 like I think it's, it's, it, it must know how to be human, right? Mm. I think in Chinese, this is, this is just saying that you're you're you know how to, how to be the how just to be a decent human being, right? To mm. others, and if you know that many fans came down to watch you and be, the whole day they've been cheering for you, and after that you just yeah, black face and everything, asshole move, uh. asshole move. Yeah, you know it's just not pleasant, and it just adds to adds fuel to the fire that there's some conspiracy that you're not happy with the government or something like that. But I thought just now you say you don't get angry at fans if the if your stars if your economics uh, don't make sense. You're like, okay lah. No, I just... No, but but if you're a fan who already paid to watch the star yeah. and then the star just sits there and just doesn't, I'm not going to perform today. Uh. You'd be pissed off, right? Wouldn't you? But... I mean, I I would be pissed off, but I was just like like borrowing from what you said earlier about how some part of him doesn't work like For a singer, it can be the commercials. For athlete, your body is your product, right? Correct, correct, yeah. So if your body doesn't work, then yeah. how can you be pissed off at him, Terence? Correct, la. yeah, it's true. So it's true. So uh, there there are some. Uh, I mean, it's just maybe it's just a very unfortunate kind yeah. of situation. It's a perfect caught, storm you know. for shit, la. Perfect storm, la. The perfect fact shit that storm. Ja- Japan was the next stop in the tour yeah. and it was literally only days after and then suddenly he could play. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it all just adds up to something. So that's why it feels like Messi was in between like playing video games with his kids. Someone said, can you please film this video? <laughs> okay, then, okay, fine. I'll go out to my room. I'll film it. Then yeah. he looks like a student being punished. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, and then after that, I was like, okay, Ken, like the lighting is sh- like shit is grainy yeah. and it's just, yeah, like, it feels like uh, just okay. Can you just do it, please? And then you go back to but not giving a shit, lah. Yeah, and maybe it, it kind of tells you also how uh sometimes global athletes they don't understand like you know different parts of the world, like how different politics and and people react to things, lah. Hmm. Uh, I think in the same way when the NBA had some uh one of the NBA executives said something wrong about China, China right? right? Yeah. Said something bad about China. Or even John Zena when he he mentioned the word Taiwan or something as a oh, country yeah. and the shit storm that happened after and having to apologize and all the NBA players like like apologize. I don't even know what they were apologizing for, like, right? Mm. But it's almost like they all suddenly, oh yeah, you know, this market oper- operates very differently from the US, like where people don't think of themselves as like one nation, one government kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it, it kind of maybe shows you that some, sometimes these people around these athletes or these teams don't really understand that, that kind of thing mm. uh, that well, right? And you can imagine, like, you know, China has a reputation for investing a lot in other countries, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, with their own political agenda and all. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine, let's say, if China has investments in Argentina. Yeah. I don't know, if this can bubble up to that level yeah. where yeah. they're like, oh, sorry, your Messi don't want to play yeah. here in Hong Kong, then too bad. Lah. Our yeah, team, yeah. we push back. Yeah. So then Messi will get pressure not just from his own PR team, it's even like the powers <laughs> that be, lah, you know, National pressure, that yeah. even Messi is is uh, accountable to. Lah. Yeah. So, but this one, this one is just a ridiculous situation yeah. that could have been avoided, maybe couldn't have been avoided. It was just a car crash in slow motion. Will you, as a Messi fan, will you be angry if he, he like, they did this? Am like, I a Messi fan? I mean, I respect him a lot. Yeah. Uh, if I what? If I what? If, they, you, if Inter Milan came to Singapore, you paid like 500 bucks to go and watch them. And, Inter uh, Miami. Inter Miami, sorry, yeah. yeah. Come to Singapore, you pay 500 bucks to watch them. I'll be then pissed. We uh. pissed, right? I'll be pissed. To this level where you would disown him as a, as a, as a fan and everything. Uh, no, la, I don't want to disown him. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, like so much we hear about China, the netizens in China, they're damn angry. What? Yeah. Yeah. Singapore Singaporean also say something about China cannot fucking slam and all. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, it's just on the internet. So maybe this, yeah, it, it's just it's just funny to watch lah. But, but no, let, let me ask you: Do you think it's a good thing that fans are having this kind of voice that pressure the stars into you know, don't don't just treat us like you know? Yeah, I think so. You think it's a good thing? Eh? Uh, I mean, I'm glad they at least got a refund. They made a, a demand for a refund because of how it was marketed. Mm. Uh, like, oh, Messi, this Messi is on the posters, his face, and all that. It doesn't show up. Then it's like you're paying for a musical, but they are not playing all the songs. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that, especially when the songs are publicized. Yeah. So maybe it might even change like marketing of games. Yeah. Have Inter Miami be like that and then featuring, you know, like this, this, this. So at least if one of them is injured, if Luis Suarez was injured, you think that'd be that big an issue? Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. some big clubs have come to Singapore without their stars. Yeah. But I mean, everyone's yeah. like, okay, lah, you yeah. know, shit. Oh, uh, he's not coming, but fuck. But this one is like the messy machine, lah, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's pros and cons. Like, if you want to use him and to spearhead your marketing, sure. But then if he can't play, then it's a risk you have to mitigate. Lah. Yeah. They may need to have yeah, some kind of refund tweet. clause. Lah. Yeah, if Messi yeah. doesn't play, yeah. you'll get back whatever money. Yeah. yeah. So maybe even signing of contracts yeah. with players. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are times in the past also where a player who becomes so big changes things. Like I think Jordan was the first first superstar to sign a deal with Nike of that sort, right? Where yeah. he gets a royalty from every shoe. Yeah. Um, and maybe in future when you sign a superstar, this has to be back to that. Like if you don't show up for a game, passport tour, your your salary, your compensation gets ducked or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Cause, cause for Messi is important because I know his... I think his contract allows him, gives him like a uh, percentage sale of the merchandise. In terms of merchandise of Apple, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Apple yeah. TV also yeah, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. got the, yeah. the exclusive rights to MLS. Yeah, so yeah. it's a multifaceted deal. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe the contracts all have to be updated also because also we have never seen a star until like Messi level yeah. or even Cristiano Ronaldo level. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, things have to be updated. Yeah. Shitstorm, man. Shitstorm. Shitstorm. But yeah. Messy yeah. la messy to say the least. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh besides that, uh what on a happier note, like, what is your one show comment? Uh my one show comment uh is uh wait, are you gonna do the 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 one that Okay, why don't you go first? Then if you don't say that then I'll oh, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, someone has uh, uh created some very interesting memes. Uh 
uh, that they alerted us to based on uh, you m- yeah me <laughs> and our videos on Yala Bat right yeah. where basically he has created a meme about uh, why I always dress like a Pikachu on, on the other part, right? Yeah. I guess that's one of the things about video. You can see what we're wearing and all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just a funny meme because he really puts them side by side, right? Some stuff that Pikachu has worn before, right? Yeah. And the uh, caption is, why is Terrence from Yalabat always dressed like a Pikachu? <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, that's my one short comment. La. And I mean, and it's posted on his own meme account, la, yeah. which he just started. So, you guys can check it out. It's memediacorpsg yeah. on Instagram. Correct. I fucking love that meme. Yeah, and the name the name of the account is good. So yeah, <laughs> and like the the meme of you and your shirts are really there. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Okay. Yes. Uh, my one shock thing is a comment on the podcast episode we did about Leong Man Wai and uh getting the Pofma and Stara. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about oh how come Leong Man Wai deleted his uh Facebook post, mm-hmm. uh, a redditor Fuji Shiba mm. uh posted. Uh, quite convincingly, um, I haven't verified it, but what, what they say is a correction direction does not prohibit its recipient from deleting the offending communication where it contains a false statement of fact, mm. which is uh, abbreviated as FSOF. It only requires the re- recipient to communicate in a specified form and manner, uh, a correction notice which states that the offending communication contains an FSOF and goes on to explain uh, the rationale behind it. Like, so in what... in mm. Building on that, what Leong Man Wai did was not wrong. That he deleted yeah. the post. Mm. So written very convincingly. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I. It sounds credible. So thanks for thanks for sharing, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh. And what about your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is I know last is it last week or what you one of your one shock things was Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. Video Mark Zuckerberg reviewing the AirPods. Yeah. Uh, the Apple Vision Pro. Vision Pro. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, there was a UFC event, UFC uh-huh. 298. And you know, Zuckerberg's a very oh. big MMA. So he <laughs> he was cornering uh, the champion, Alex Volkanovsky. <laughs> and this is really funny meme of like a video of Mark Zuckerberg as Volkanovsky was getting ready for a fight, taking off his shirt and getting weighed and everything. Uh, not weighed, like, getting like, uh, what do you call it? Put the, the grease Basically, on his face uh, and everything. He was handing his shirt to his, to his corner la, and Zuckerberg was there like bobbing his head to the music, trying to look like involved and like he kept putting his hand out to help take the shirt or the shoes while everyone just kept ignoring him and then moving past him. And it just become a meme like everyone's just laughing about it like like how, how I am at like my, my uncle's birthday parties and stuff like that. Like yeah, just, yeah. He just looked like every dude who's like in a situation like uh, that they're not familiar with and looking so out of place and and also, I just thought it was damn funny. And uh, I was watching, I watched that event also, and I also was watching Mark Zuckerberg in the audience, like, just trying to, like, blend in, like, bobbing his head to the music and stuff like that. And it just, it just looks funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I because, because I saw that. Besides that, he also sat ringside during the match, and he looked like a billionaire asshole doing mm. that, like, because uh, in one of the fights, the fighter who he's friends with uh, literally picked up his opponent at Henry Cejudo and slammed him in front of Zuckerberg. And like was talking to Zuckerberg while fighting, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah, almost like almost, and and the guy was dominating, like, Right, and it just looked like uh, while well, he's talking to his billionaire friend ringside, he was and, talking. Yeah, like, it was like it's the kind of like showboating, like I'm uh, beating this guy. Yeah, uh, has to having a, a a conversation with you. And then Zuckerberg was clapping and laughing along and stuff like that. So it felt like uh, that kind of like billionaire asshole at a UFC event kind of thing, like, Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of those like there's Trump and everyone who goes so. 
uh, yeah, but to watch Zuckerberg looking really awkward and that, that thing was damn funny. Uh. Wow, yeah. solid. Cool. Uh, my uh, one shock thing was uh, is a video essay by Vox that was actually uploaded nine months ago um, about the 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 movie or media studio A24. Because mm-hmm. um, A24 is something that was a studio that was only founded 2012, I think. Yeah. But they have made movies like Moonlight, Lady Bird, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Beef, and... It's it's become a lot more well known as a brand. Like. I don't know mm. to, to people who are maybe not in the industry how well you know A twenty four. But yeah. um this this video talks about like how uh, the title is yeah, like how A twenty four took over Hollywood. And it's quite inspiring in the sense that just broadly they started off like buying buying rights to very creative films mm-hmm. that are, are independent films made by independent filmmakers, but with a very unique style. And yeah. then they started producing their own uh, movies and TV shows to the point that now I think when you watch a show there's this A24 look la, yeah. that is identifiable then they also have merchandise so compared to the more traditional studios like Paramount and MGM and all A24 does some cool shit um, and yeah la, like um, interesting to see the movies and TV shows they come out with because they're not your your normal more blockbustery, very commercial films but they still do well la. so but yeah. TLDR how would they be different from the the focus focus features or the end of What's the focus features? Focus features used to be this independent movie oh. arm of uh I can't remember which studio lah, but basically they were doing all these indie movies like back in the day. Yeah. I think like Sideways, you know, for example, that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh or Annapurna which did like uh what's that? Zero Dark Thirty, for example. Ah. Uh. You know, very they were doing these indie films that are low budget and somehow Managed to crack uh, the US mm-hmm. market, international market. So, what what is A twenty four doing different from those? Studios? I think I think like just based on this, like they are they are the type of shows they make have a very unique style. I think what they claim is like they give the director as much creative freedom as they want. Yeah, and also I think it's a combination of, of course luck. Yeah. And just betting on the right choices, lah. Okay. Because they they work with like uh, Greta Gerwig, who yeah. I think had directed um a previous show uh before, but uh, let me see here. Uh, so she co-directed a film before that, but uh her first film, Lady Bird, was her solo directorial debut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and since then she's become to be gone to become one of the best directors in Hollywood. So I think it's a combination of things. It seems like they're very good at spotting talent. Okay. Uh, even Moonlight. It was the first show in eight years that the the director made. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's not going to appeal to the traditional studios, but they took a gamble. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of, of a bunch of things that sound replicable, but I don't know the people behind it. Maybe they understood it, you know. They had a very unique style. They make bets uh, that, that uh, how you say, worked. And they also focus on movies that are of lower production scale, because I think the past few years they have pushed, put out more movies than all the bigger studios. I see. Yeah. So so I think it's a combination of things, like Um. But I think just it's like when you look at a director and they have a unique style of movies. I think A twenty four as a studio they also make unique style content, uh. So it's quite inspiring in that sense, lah. I see. Yeah, and they just describe the evolution of it and the founding, and I'm like, yeah, hey, shit. Can there can there be something like that from out of Singapore? I so don't know. so it's got nothing to do with uh, a demographic play, lah. Like. 88 rising. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think it's a demographic play. Yeah. It's more like 
um, like like shows that are kind of weird and eccentric. Yeah. And very stylized. Like Euphoria also, I think, was by them. Oh, I see. So it's that kind of show. Got it. And they've come up with a brand also like, oh, that's an A24 show, A24 film. Yeah, and they have a very fucking strong community. Like when they do drops of their merchandise, right? It sells out, no? I see. Which you never see P- P- MG or Paramount or, or Universal doing. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, quite quite interesting. Quite a nice watch. It's cool. Cool, man. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's just the end of the podcast. Uh, yeah, remember to like, share, subscribe, follow. And if you want to work with us, email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Cool. cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>